0: Welcome to the Inside Carolina Podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com order now. You are listening to the Inside Carolina Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin, hosting for the first time alongside Shrelle McMillan, UNC's basketball recruiting guru. What's going on, Shrelle?
1: Nothing much. I'm I'm happy to be here with you on your first uh hosting opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's exciting times. We're we're bracing for this hurricane here in North Carolina. It, it made a, a southward shift, it looks like, so it might not get drop as much rain on uh, on Chapel Hill and the Triangle and it may make its way towards you and Charlotte. What have you been hearing hurricane wise?
1: But yeah, it just the school's already canceled because uh, some of them are going to be shelters down here. Um, so it's just everybody getting ready, which you know, you're glad to see. I'm glad people are taking it seriously and preparing. So hopefully a little of bit of basketball, hopefully a little bit of basketball talk will take their mind off of stuff for 15 or 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, enough, uh, enough small talk. We're going to jump right in. So this podcast is going to kind of look at the 2019 recruiting, recruiting class. This week, there have been, um, you know, Roy Williams has been. Going across the country, visiting with players and uh, also locking down some official visits. That's what we're going to talk about here. Um, we'll start with uh, his visit to see Matthew Hurt in Minnesota on uh, on Monday. What's going on with Matthew Hurt's recruitment? He's a guy who's been off for over two years now. and seems like it hasn't gained too much steam in North Carolina's direction. What's your perspective on where the Tar Heels stand with that versatile, uh, long, um, small forward up there in Minnesota?
1: Yeah. At um, one point, you know, Hurt was somebody you could talk to and get information from and him and his family, you know, really were open about the recruiting process. And over the last year that's changed a little bit. So they really don't talk about lists. Um, You know, they claim that Matt is the only one who knows kind of what he's thinking um, as far as official visits, as far as, you know, school lists and leaders and all that stuff. What Carolina is in is in his final group of schools Um, I think they will get an official visit whenever he decides uh, to take them. A lot of people think this is trending towards a spring decision. Um, But, you know, Roy Williams has been after him for a long, long time. Uh, Him and Wendell Moore, I feel like we've been talking about for five years. It hasn't quite been five years, but it's been a long time. Um, And, you know, there's a reason Coach Williams likes him so much, because he is a, you know, 6'9", 6'10", forward, who has a lot of perimeter skills and, you know, it's kind of a, a, the combo forward, the hybrid forward that we always talk about. He can do um, a lot of things. He can score on the inside, but he really has an advanced perimeter game. And I think that's what draws Coach Williams to him.
0: Yeah, and Coach Williams has been up there so much. And obviously, that's a long flight. So it, it's clear that UNC is kind of all in in Hurts recruitment and with that early offer. And Hurts, a top 10 guy, number six in the overall in the 24-7 sports composite ranking and the number two power forward does he kind of remind you at all of john henson in terms of his length and and a little bit of that versatility
1: um to a degree he's much more advanced offensively than henson was Uh, and henson was much more advanced defensively than hurt is that's not to say that um hurt or henson weren't good at the other thing but there's a a wide gap between what hurt did really well and what henson did really well and what hurt doesn't do well and what henson didn't do well Um, but hurt is he, he is somebody who could come in immediately and, you know, score 14 or 15 points a game without too much of an effort. Just because he's such a smooth shooter, he's tall enough where he can play some on the block, though he he likes to play on the perimeter. Um, he's a good free throw shooter. He just knows how to score. And so that's what his primary role would be if he came in to wherever he goes. That's what his primary role is going to be.
0: And what are the main schools that you think are kind of included in his, in his top top group?
1: Well, it's uh, Minnesota. He's from Minnesota, so he's from um, Rochester, Minnesota. His brother actually plays for uh, Richard Pitino in Minnesota. And then he's got Kansas, uh, Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, and Memphis. Um, In Memphis, there's a family tie there, and uh, they're getting a lot of steam with him. But, you know, nobody – again, nobody really knows exactly what he's thinking. But those are kind of the schools that he's settled on.
0: For sure. And there's a little connection there because he played on Team USA, the U18 FIBA team with uh Kobe White and a lot of the other top targets for UNC, including Cole Anthony, um, who is another guy that Roy Williams made contact with this week. And is it correct that Roy couldn't go visit cole anthony but instead flew to new york to visit with anthony's mom is that i saw that somewhere on twitter is that correct
1: yes we we uh we confirmed that uh with sources close to the program as well um that that's what happened and not sure exactly why he couldn't make it to oak hill uh, whether is what was cited um but he did make the trip up there and and again anthony is another player who doesn't really speak that much on recruiting yeah. but um you know he Williams coach wins went up there and talked with his mom and um, I guess they had a good visit because soon after we found out that he had scheduled an official visit to Carolina.
0: Yeah, and that's huge. Obviously, he's one of the best players in the country, number three overall in 24 7 sports combined a combo guard. And he'd, you know, it's a player that UNC would take alongside Jeremiah Francis, who's more of a pure point guard. Uh, Cole Anthony, as a player, what do you like about him the most? And obviously, why is UNC so enthralled with him as a player?
1: Um, and he does everything well. I mean, he's the best guard in the country. And, um, it's because, you know, people will use all the cliches like, oh, he can score from all three levels and he's got a good touch around the basket. But all that stuff is true about Anthony. Um, he also has a pretty incredible first step that, you know, makes it easy for him to get in the lane and kind of wreak havoc there. Um, he does all those things. Well, he's a savvy, smart basketball player being that he's been around the game his entire life. And he's a competitor too. Um, he's very athletic for his size as well. I mean, he, you know, we've seen him do some windmills. <laughs> he's really an athletic guy. It it, it kind of surprises you because you don't expect someone his height to do some of the things he does. So he's just a dynamic player, um, who would add a ton to North Carolina where he'd them.
0: Yeah. I think this is the most, uh, intriguing recruitment in, in this class. Um, just because he is obviously a game changer, would be a impact player from day one. He's one of the best players in the class. Would get things rolling with other players. He also has a connection with Armando Baykut, who is a UNC commitment. Um, I remember a quote from Evan Daniels, got from Baykut about how Cole Anthony's gonna be like the number one guy he's gonna pursue. That has to spark the interest of UNC fans, and uh, and because it's been uh, the recruitments in, in such you know kind of clouded by vagueness and there's not much info out there it, it leaves a lot to the imagination in terms of who's leading and, and what schools are involved so uh it, obviously duke's involved are there other schools that that unc is competing with for him obviously tons of schools but w- what are the main kind of things that you well
1: you're still there yeah. oh, oh sorry about that well he released a uh a top 12 <laughs> about two <laughs> weeks ago um so there's 12 schools who are officially on his list but when you start looking at where he's visited and who he's talking to, um, you start you start to see a little pattern emerge. You know, Notre Dame is in there. He's scheduled an official visit there as well. Uh, North Carolina is there. He's scheduled an official visit and taken an unofficial visit. Wake Forest, um, you hear a lot about Oregon. You hear a lot about. Um, so those are kind of the ones right now. Um, it, it's weird because you don't hear. Duke and Kansas and Kentucky and Arizona, kind of the other four schools you would expect to be there along with North Carolina. You don't hear their names that often connected with Anthony. And he um, just seems to be a, a, a different kind of dude. And I, I think that's why you see North Carolina and Notre Dame and Wake and Oregon and uh, maybe a couple of other schools.
0: And uh, Anthony is visiting that same weekend that the Charlotte Hornets are playing expi- exhibition game in, uh, in Chapel Hill against Boston Celtics. So I'm sure that'll be part of his official visit. Obviously a big one for Tar Heel fans and a, and a critical one for the 2019 class. Moving along, Josh Green, news uh, also broke of him uh, scheduling a UNC official visit for, is that the September 22nd, which is coming up pretty soon around the corner here. What's going on with his recruitment? I, I feel like he's a top player, but I just don't think he has the buzz that maybe Hurt or, or Anthony, um, have at this point?
1: I think it's part of it because he's from the West coast. Um, and just even, even in basketball recruiting, it's just harder to get information and harder to talk to people who are on the West coast for whatever reason. Uh, but, you know, he talked to Evan and uh, Evan Daniels, who's 24 seven sports is national recruiting director. He talked to Evan and he told Evan he has an official visit scheduled for North Carolina. Like he said, and he's also taking one to Arizona the week of uh, October 12th, 13th, that weekend. And those are the only two he has scheduled right now. And so you start to think about it, you know, if he was serious about other schools, he probably would have scheduled an official visit to it. So it seems like it's coming down to Arizona and North Carolina uh, for green. And, um, you know, what's interesting is that he's also teammates with uh, Armando Bacot, and he's also teammates with Jeremiah Robinson Earl down at IMG. And, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is taking his official visit the same weekend as Green to North Carolina and the same weekend as Green to Arizona. So, you know, it's one of those things where package deals are way overblown, but it does make yeah. you start to think of, you know, maybe these guys are thinking about it.
0: Dude, I remember when I was covering, uh, when I was running Carolina Blue with 24-7 Sports, I was covering Harry Giles recruitment. I would just blow it up with Giles. Um, the point guard went to State, whose name escapes me. Um and Jason Dennis Tatum all playing a, yeah Dennis yeah. Smith yeah. Harry Giles and it w- was Tatum part of that class as well
1: yeah uh it was it was Tatum yeah. Giles and and it was a big that was a big thing everybody's like oh they all are gonna go to the sc- the same school it was yeah. like and it ended up being like yeah. eight guys who were like we're going to the same school it's like no you're not
0: yeah. I, I was just like crazy thinking of, of Smith and, and Giles and Tatum all together. And two of them are local. So it kind of had that spin and you would tweet something out and they would pick it up and, and do the eyeball emoji. So it was a whole thing there, but I mean, there's some real connection here with, with Josh green and, and Robinson Earl, how they both go to school with a UNC commitment in Bay Coot, um, how they all play together. I'm sure they all know Anthony as well. So there's just this connection and Roy Williams was down at IMG Academy on Wednesday uh, visiting with Green, Robinson Earl, Bay Coot, and a 2020 player, Jaden Springer. So he knocked out kind of four visits there uh, with four different five stars. Uh, and so we, you know, that commitment, That's that the that recruitment's coming up pretty soon with the official visit on September 22nd. Let's move to Robinson Earl, um, a power forward, and a player, another player that you know I don't think has gained as much buzz with UNC. Um, what's going on with his recruitment?
1: I think it hasn't gained as much buzz because people assumed for really probably until this summer that he was 100% stone cold, lit by locked to Kansas. He's from Kansas. For those who don't know, Um, he's Lester Earl's son uh, who played for coach Williams at Kansas. Um, And people just assumed it was going to be Kansas. That was going to be it. And in talking to him, he kind of said that he automatically um, cut schools or didn't talk to schools who assumed he was going to Kansas because if they're not you know, willing to recruit him against uh, Kansas, then maybe they really didn't want him. And Coach Williams decided to go head-to-head with Kansas on it. And now, you know, a lot of the general consensus is people still think he's going to pick Kansas, but um, nobody believes he's going anywhere but Kansas to North Carolina. And that is a testament to what Coach Williams has done in his recruitment over the last couple of years. He first visited, um, I think it was after his – It was his sophomore year he first visited. So two years ago, he took an unofficial visit to Carolina. I believe it was for like a Wake Forest football game. And we didn't know who he was at the time because we hadn't seen him. And just tells you how long, you know, Coach Williams has been on him. And he also played on that Team USA team this past summer with Kobe White, with Matt Hurt, with Cole Anthony, and with Armando Bacot. So um, all those guys know each other. I'm sure they're talking. And There's a lot of jockeying for position from – um, Baycott and uh, Kobe White.
0: Yeah, what I think is always interesting is kind of looking at the 2019 class and kind of figuring out, um, you know, what they really want in players and what positions. I talked to you about that earlier. We're gonna get into that after this. We're now gonna talk about Jersey Mike Sub. It's Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill, a new sponsor for Inside Carolina. Our guys at Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill have partnered with Inside Carolina. So offer a great deal for IC podcast listeners. Right now, use the code HEALS15 to get 15% off your order. This is an online promotion only. Use this for lunch, use it for a small group out to dinner, even a big tailgating order when you come in town for a football game. Here's how it works: go to jerseymikes.com backslash order. It will show the locations nearest to you. Pick your order. Pick your favorite sub, and at checkout, enter "heels 15 and get 15% off your whole order. Then go into the store, skip the line, head straight to the register, grab your food, and you're on your way. There are four locations in and around Chapel Hill. There's one on Elliott Road right there in the middle of it. There's one off MLK right when you get off I-40, heading into Chapel Hill. And then at Falcon Bridge Shopping Center on 54 right off I-40, and then one in Hillsborough off exit 261, off I-40. Look for Jersey Mike's inside Keen Stadium this fall and with the tailgate guys as well. And there's two new locations coming soon to you, one in Briar Chapel uh, in Chatham County and the one off fifteen five hundred one. So our guys at Jersey Mike's Subs of Chapel Hill are kind of building a little dynasty here in the region. Again, heels 15 to get 15% of your order. You can take advantage of a great deal and help out the IC podcast. Now, back to more basketball recruiting with Sherelle. We uh, teased this before that live read. Um, You know, without revealing too much, and I know you're you're an insider and stuff, what is UNC looking to to kind of close this class out with? We've talked about numerous players now. They already have a pure point guard committed at Jeremiah Francis. We do know his injury concerns. They do have what I think of as as a center who can also play a little power four, but a traditional big man in uh, Armando Bekoot. What would Roy Williams really like to add to kind of make this the the ideal class for him and the Tar Heels?
1: Yeah, I think um, in addition, like you said, to what they have, the point guard and kind of the traditional big man, they want a scoring guard. So one thing they've said to Trey Mann, who had an offer and eventually committed to Florida, to call Anthony and to Boogie Ellis is who's coming in on late night for a visit. I guess we'll get to him a little later is that they want somebody who can handle the ball, but also someone who can come in and just score. And uh, you know, they've earmarked that position since Jeremiah Francis had another injury really since the, uh, they started talking to Anthony again, um, which was, I guess, April. Um, They kind of earmarked a spot for a scoring guard and, they're really looking for that. And then a wing, Wendell Moore, you know, we don't even talk about him that much um, for a few reasons, but he's had a North Carolina offer for two and a half years and he was the first player in the class of 2019 to get a Carolina offer. He was a freshman and he's a wing and, you know, he, he had an offer by himself for almost two years before they offered Keon Brooks, another wing. Um, in the class. So they definitely want that. And also they offer dry screen over the summer. So they have three offers out to wing. So they definitely want a wing. And then um, I think they want what we're talking about, which is kind of a power forward slash hybrid forward. Um, it, you know, the different guys who they have offers out to don't slot exactly the same. Like Matt Hurt is a more perimeter based hybrid forward, whereas Jeremiah Robinson Earl will be a more um, paint um, focused hybrid forward. So there's a little difference, but that's definitely a slot they want to have. So, really, if you look at it, it's basically they want one of each kind of position on the court: a point guard, a scoring guard, a wing, a kind of combo forward, and a traditional post.
0: So, so what would happen if if they miss on Hurt and Robinson Earl? Would they put more offers out for kind of a power forward, or or just focus in on? I mean, what happens there? I'd be surprised if they did that.
1: Um, they and we haven't two other guys we haven't talked about really are Keon Brooks and Vernon Carey. And one of the reasons I guess we haven't talked about them is because, is because um, the general consensus is that North Carolina isn't leading for either of those, either of those guys. But in a situation where say they missed on Robinson Earl and Hurt. You know, there's Carey out there who can play some four um, alongside Baycott and the three sophomore bigs. And then there's Brooks who also would be, could play some four, but he'd be a very different type of four from what Vernon Carey or uh, Matt Hurt or Jeremiah Robinson Earle would be. So um, all that to say, I don't think they would offer anyone else. Uh, Baycott has proven he can play uh, the four in a traditional lineup in his AU team. He plays with a seven footer named Hunter Dickinson. Um, a 2020 guy from Maryland, so he's showing he can play the four there and also play defensively, and, you know, on switches, you know, the top of the post, that kind of thing, he can switch onto guards and, and you know, hold his own. So I'd be surprised if any more offers go out immediately um, were they to miss on those guys because they kind of have um, enough to get by at least for 2019, and then maybe they turn their attention to 2020.
0: Great, and, and you mentioned Vernon Carey. He is visiting um, UNC on an official va- basis on November 2nd. Wendell Moore, a name that if you do follow UNC basketball recruiting, is visiting October 13th. That's the same weekend as Late Night with Roy. We won't dive in, 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 into those too much, but a name I do want to talk about is Boogie Ellis, a new, um, a new name, a relatively new offer as well for UNC. California kid. Four-star, but in that kind of that top 40 range, he's ranked number 35 overall, the number seven combo guard, and kind of fits that mold as a guy who can score the ball and and also handle some point guard duties. What's your kind of thoughts on his recruitment and where it kind of stands now? Because obviously it changed when Roy Williams dropped the call to Boogie.
1: Yeah, you know, people always get on uh, the North Carolina staff about being late on players or not being able to adapt to certain situations when things change. I think this is an example that shows that they can kind of adapt on the fly. So Trey Mann committed uh, to Florida, I believe it was a Thursday uh, or Friday. By that next Tuesday, North Carolina had contacted uh, Ellis. By that Saturday, he had a scholarship offer to North Carolina. And by uh, that next week, uh, I think it was that next Friday. So over a span of about two weeks, he went from never really have heard from North Carolina to having an official visit scheduled. Um, so again, that proves, again, how much they want a scoring card in the class. Um, but I think, you know, North Carolina's got a shot. You know, Coach Williams always talks about if he can get guys on campus, then, you know, you never know what might happen. And right now, Ellis is scheduled to be on campus for usually is a pretty fun event, usually is a pretty... Um, exciting weekend in Chapel Hill with between uh, late night and the football game on Saturday against Virginia Tech. That's usually kind of a, a big deal. So um, if they can get him on campus, who knows what might happen. He's definitely a player who would fit. He can score uh, over the summer on the uh, Nike AU circuit um, at the Peach Jam, which is kind of the, the big event, the biggest event of the summer. He shot 58% from three. Um, so he played really, really well. And uh, that got a lot of people's attention. And, you know, he's kind of a guy who's jumped in the rankings. Um, USC was presumed to be their favorite for a long time. The kid is from San Diego. So San Diego State is there as well. Um, He's got a lot of West Coast schools and then North Carolina. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, it just shows the power of of UNC basketball. I mean, it carries such a national name. and, And when he gets to campus for that October 12th official visit, with late night with role he'll see that crowd and it's got to have an impact him so it's so a good on UNC for getting him locked in for that visit that'll be your return to campus to cover late night I will actually be at a wedding that weekend so I'm gonna miss my my annual coverage of late night with role in that Virginia Tech game but uh, that's obviously a very important recruiting weekend for the tar heels um, before we go into uh, talking about maybe this class as a whole we're going to talk about heels travel.com a simple easy way to travel for unc football or basketball games we had a lot of people get back to us about the cow game they said they love the experience with heels travel chuck joyce the president of a way to go travel and heels travel is a Greensboro native and die hard carolina fan and he was was kind of fed up with how fans were, were able to get to away games so he created this website and this company that is an easier better more efficient way to get to UNC away games. Right now, you, Heels Travel is selling packages to the Virginia game in Charlottesville on October 27th. A great trip up to Charlottesville. The leaves should be turning and hopefully the Tar Heels can come out with a victory. That's a one-day bus trip and it makes the process easy. Don't worry about parking. Don't worry about you know having to, to deal with getting up there a certain time. The bus will get you there efficiently and easy. So Go to Heels Travel right now or call 336-855-0060. We've heard a lot of good things of what they're doing over there at Heels Travel. And look forward to the Las Vegas basketball trip and over Thanksgiving weekend and the Chicago basketball trip where UNC is taking on Kentucky. That should be a, a top 10 matchup. Um, so two great opportunities. They include round fair, round trip airfare, and hotel, um, and obviously the UNC basketball game. So two great opportunities. travel.com 336-855-0060. So real quick here, Sherelle, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, how you kind of see this class, um, you know, breaking down when it does happen. And also an update on on Jeremiah Francis and Armando Bakud. Is there anything new with those guys that you think the IC podcast listeners should really know about um i know the injury is is kind of the the news around francis but anything else with those two guys that is relevant to to fans
1: um you know with francis i just think it's it's going to be a long road back uh he's out well when he had the surgery he was out for six to eight months so really now like another five to seven so obviously he's going to miss his senior year of high school i think his plan right now is to just try to get healthy and then try to get his body back in shape where at least when he gets on campus, he can run, he can do a few things uh, because he's going to have, you know, missed his last two years of high school fans probably shouldn't expect anything from him, especially as a freshman. And that's not to say he's not a good player, but it's just a very tough thing to not play from your, basically, he he will go from uh, June of 2017 until basically November of 2019 without playing in a real, quote-unquote, real basketball game. That's a long time to be out from, you know, competition. So I don't think fans should expect too much from him initially. But I still think he can be a good player if he can get himself healthy because he really had a great summer, and that's what um, prompted the UNC offer. I think with uh, Baycott, it, you know, the good thing is he he really is at IMG because he wants to come in and make an impact as a freshman in North Carolina. That's kind of when, when guys go down to – schools like IMG is because they want to be ready for college. It is very much a college environment. It is a, you know, six thirty to 7 AM until 10 PM day where everything is planned for you between classes and workouts and practice and more workouts and more classes and study hall. Um, it's a college environment. And I think he's going to thrive in that, especially playing with players like Josh Green and Jaden Springer and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Um, he also looks to really be in, in, in good condition. Um, he, today when North Carolina went down, it actually was the entire coaching staff who went down. So Roy Williams and his three assistants were down there. And, uh, you know, I just think, I just think he's in a good place and, um, having the commitment done and now being able to focus on his body, focus on, you know, getting more muscular, getting in better shape, um, I think he is going to really come in and, and surprise some people next year just because he plays at such a high level. He played for such a good team. He's won at you know in high school on the AU circuit with Team USA. And now he's hoping to win a national championship in IMG. So um, I have high expectations for him just because of everything that he's already done. And then the things that he's going to continue to do to get ready to play you know, in the ACC.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned it. I, I think the biggest thing with when they go to these prep schools is is the weight training and strength and conditioning that happens there. It's you're, I mean, it's a job. You're focused on getting ready for the next level and thinking about college and ultimately kind of thinking about you know getting the NBA and making some money. And so that's the big factor in high schools and, and public high schools and stuff that there's not as much focus on the weight training and you just don't have enough time for that. Um, and so I think it's it's a positive for those players to go down there. You know, it's a if you want to be an elite player, you got to put in the work, and that's kind of why these academies are there for it. get gets you focused on academics and get you focused on kind of the task at hand. Um, and then we'll close here. Um, you know, the, the 2018 class you started off with with uh, Sean Black and Kobe White and then obviously you know, took a, a big turn up with Nasir Little, and that kind of started the resurgence of, of UNC recruiting. And, and I wanted to get you on this podcast because I kind of just felt like UNC's basketball recruiting has really ramped up, and they seem like they're in it for some of the really elite prospects now. Uh, Robinson Earl is a, a top twenty guy. Uh, you know, Josh Green's a top ten guy. Of course, um, uh, Cole Anthony is a top five guy. You know, what's your feeling from being kind of on the inside and talking to to family and and sources and people close to the program? And what's the your kind of takeaway from where UNC is now? in their basketball recruiting as Roy Williams kind of enters his, his late sixties and is, you know, kind of close to retirement in, in many senses.
1: I think um, the coaching staff would tell you they're not doing anything that much different, just that yeah. certain situations around them have changed and that has caused the narrative to, to switch a little bit. Um, I do think that getting this here obviously was, was a big deal. Um, it kind of, it kind of was a signal that, Hey, North Carolina's open for business, I think, to um, not only one of them players, but, you know, kind of top 10, top five guys. And, you know, I, I I'm not going to say that, you know, they're going to recruit at levels like other schools uh, have the last couple of years, because right now they don't have commitments. You know, uh, Armando Bacot is their highest commitment. So, you know, I don't want to jump out ahead of it and say, you know, this class is going to be amazing because, you know, uh, very easily. Josh Green could go to Arizona. Jeremiah Robinsonero could go to Kansas. Cole Anthony could go to Notre Dame or Villanova. And, you know, it's a different conversation. So it's good that North Carolina's is in it for these guys because once they get them on campus, like you said, they have a great shot at them. Um, but uh, overall, I think the, nothing much has changed from what they do. I think the perception on the outside has shifted a little bit, though.
0: For sure. Um, and I got one final question for you. Uh, before we close this out, we really, want to appreciate Sherelle taking the time here on this as this hurricane uh, heads toward the the coast of North Carolina. Do you think that Kobe White is on the 2019 2020 <laughs> UNC basketball <laughs> roster? Uh,
1: can I can't just do this for like five minutes and not answer.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do,
1: um, and you know, like I said, that's partly sourced, partly uh, my opinion. Um, I think he has a chance if he plays enough to, to put up the numbers to be one and done, but I think he is him and his family really are set on at least being there two years. Now, obviously, you know, things can change drastically, you know, in conversations with other players who may be left after a year or two, you know, you didn't think that was going to happen earlier in the year. And then they played well and they played themselves into, you know, the first round or play themselves into getting some money overseas. Um, so things can change over the course of a season, but I would be surprised if Kobe white isn't at North Carolina as a sophomore. Now, after his sophomore year, all bets are off. But um, as of today with the information I currently have, I, I think he'll be back. But again, put an asterisk beside that because it's you know very much subject to change. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, he could blow up. Um, this is going to be so interesting as we get into the season, and we'll have you on the podcast, of course, a lot. Um, Was that a strong know, enough how much? No, that I mean, you not <laughs> mean you made a pick. You made a pick, and we're proud of you for doing that. We've um, just seen how much Nasir plays and how much Kobe plays. Obviously, you're going to play a lot, but talking to Dewey Burke, when we talked to him about the Carolina family reunion on that podcast with Tommy, Ashley, it just seemed that Kobe White is just turning heads left and right, and as he gets stronger and gets a full year at Carolina with the with playing against the top of competition, he, he it looks like he's gonna be a special guy. So yeah, I think two years. I mean, just from the outside looking in, that seems kind of kind of right. But who knows, you know? And
1: the thing the thing about N- Nasir, you know, Leaky and uh, Kobe is that they are very much kind of rural Williams guys, and what I mean by that is. The, you know, he never has to teach effort to them. They're coming in very, very advanced because they've all, you know, either played it, you know, in for big time AU programs or big time prep schools, they've all played kind of national schedules. Um, they've either played for Team USA, you know, they've done all these things um, done very well at all these camps and all these games. So nothing really is too bright for them. And, um, you know, I think between that, between the way they listen, between the way, they are very aggressive on the court. Um, it makes it easier for Coach Williams to maybe, you know, we'll have plenty of starting lineup discussions over the next couple of months. But if he decides to put, you know, say Nasir and Kobe in the starting lineup, it's easier for him to do it because they're already earning his trust by how hard they work and how aggressive they are on the court. Whereas in other situations, there might have been a very talented player who didn't have the work ethic work ethic of those two. And it was tough for Coach Williams to maybe put them in the game because even though you know that player might have been super talented, that player didn't have the work ethic or the drive or the discipline, frankly, to be in the starting lineup. So it, people always think, well, Coach Williams just doesn't start freshman. There's a lot more to it than just that, than starting the most talented player. Um, there's all those things that are built from basically when the recruitment starts all the way through the practice before the first game that determines kind of who plays, when, where, and who starts.
0: Yeah, they're, they're both great kids along with Leaky Black. Um, I think it's it's a good, solid group of, of UNC freshmen that I'm sure fans would love to have for four years. Uh, just watching Nasir Little at the McDonald's All-America game, how aggressively he played on defense, how physical he is already, and then seeing Kobe White and highlight videos about how he just attacks and just how he plays with such passion and such you know, like he just he'll do anything, to get to the basket and score and he's long and has that that that's good for defense and obviously get to the basket scoring up there too. It's going to be exciting to to see what they can do at Carolina. Um, but yeah, Shreel, we appreciate you having you on. Uh, some great info there on the kind of the 2019 class and how it kind of has developed into a bunch of official visits coming here in September and October. That's going to be exciting to talk about in the future. Um, but we appreciate you having you on, and we'll, we'll talk to you next time.
1: Yeah, appreciate it, Ross. And uh, you went through your first time; it was good. Um, so <laughs> I appreciate you letting me be on.
0: Uh, Let's get some critiquing of my hosting real quick. I love this kind (laughs) of stuff. What would I? What what was one thing I can do better? One thing I can? uh, One thing I did well?
1: I I think it all went well. You know, it's just (laughs) there's going to be you know when you're writing a story, there's typos. When you're talking, there's like mouth typos. We all do it, so it's fine. It was good.
0: Yeah, love it. All right, man. We'll see you.
1: All right, appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEALS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Cajar with 1.91% APR and 1,000 euro cashback and
1: three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finance is made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie.